recorded live. Welcome to the second review of this particular week of Fragments of Silicon uh, Reviews. Um, we don't have a fancy name for it, so... Uh, anyway, uh, this episode we are reviewing Depressing Drawers at Dead End Road. Um, that is the interview that we did on Tuesday. Um, if you want to learn more about how the game came to be and um, the history and the developer, uh, go listen to that. Um, all right, so this game we actually got uh, codes for for everyone, uh, excluding Ogre, but uh, like I said, Ogre didn't typically play the games. So anyway, um, what Dead End Road is, is um, best way I can put it, is a survival horror driving game. I was going to say survival horror, but that sounds better. What now? I was going to say survival horror, but yours sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because mine doesn't sound like it came out of a marketing meeting. <laughs> yeah. They actually, EA. they actually uh, advertise it, or their their term for it is an atmospheric driving game. But the atmosphere they're talking about is a survival horror atmosphere. Yeah, it's very much like. Um, uh, I hesitate to say, like, full, say, Survival Hill, uh, Silent Hill. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a bit of that, um, and it's clearly inspired by, like, Silent Hill, uh, right down to the fact that the controls are deliberately clunky. Yeah, I looked on the reviews on, like, Steam and stuff, and some of the bad reviews are complaining about the controls being bad and honestly uh, for the driving segments that's definitely intentional. Yes. Your car does not drive well but it's scarier that way. Yeah, it, it's also, you know, from a narrative standpoint, you know, you're a guy who's um, literally... You're going crazy. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, there's a bit of eternal darkness in this and there are sanity effects. I'm like, uh, because different scare events will happen at random points. And they can range from, like, a ghost appearing in front of you to, like, bloody visions that stop the game. And, it, and it, hell, it goes downright meta at times with, like, a fake DOS prompt. Yeah, and, there's a fake Windows crash screen thing, so... Uh, no, I, I... Yeah, I got the fake Windows screen, too. But there was also a DOS prompt... Oh, hmm. Yeah. Um, that had the, you know, the DOS typing out, you know, and it's your typical... CDOS, CDOS, run, run, DOS, run. Uh, not that way. It, it didn't play around with the coding language or whatever, or the actual DOS prompt. It was, uh, you know, the um, scary scrawl of writing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the user must die and shit like that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and general aesthetic is, um, as I mentioned this in the interview, it's kind of early 90s DOS no. Yeah, the graphics are low are mostly low resolution pixel stuff in a very intentional way, and the uh, so the screen is actually stylized as like a low fidelity CRT screen, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it has scan lines and blurring. Right uh, now, the actual style of gameplay is actually far older. It's actually one of the oldest of uh, game style, going all the way back to say the. Um, the late uh, to mid seventies and um, a game called Night Drive. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else has played this game. Like, uh, it was uh, originally like an arcade game. I played the um, Atari 2600 game, and I absolutely hate it. Like, it, it, it's not a good game at all. But it's got that um, perspective, that forward perspective, and you're just driving. To see how far you go, you know, and then you so eventually to like get... desert bus. Yes. Um, well, you eventually get to like stores and stuff. Yeah, but it, yeah, it is actually comparable to desert bus, but you know, not that dickish. <laughs> like, desert well, desert bus. bus and... It's desert bus, except for instead of there being deliberately nothing, there's right. deliberately shit to scare you. Right, and it's also the. Um, the set of the gameplay segments only last uh, you know a couple minutes. Like you know, it, um, each driving length is about five meters or whatever measurement they're using. Five. Uh, it's, it's more than meters. Yeah, except for like the final stretch. Oh yeah, the final stretch is just dead end road. Yeah, and that's about uh, eight meters or eight clicks or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so the basic story here is uh, you, you, you start out talking to... Um, a witch. Yeah. Uh, like a, a witch right out of the fucking southern swamps, oddly enough. But... You, you know, um, and she tells you how to do a dark ritual, um, and you do that, and then you get your uh, first jump scare. Uh, just putting out that uh, right there. And this game has some of them. Yes. Most of them look kind of like the Edvard Munch scream face. Uh-huh. And so, so while I was driving, I did end up taking a short detour, completely unplanned, through the meat dimension. <laughs> I, think I, I think I got that one. Yeah. And so, um, you're yeah, you you see the freaky face, and you're, you know, and you're scared out like you're scared out of your mind. And then you go to your so yeah. You the witch your, says, "We come back here with a bell book and candle." Mm-hmm which are uh, traditional tools used for uh, exorcisms or summonings. Right. And um, so y- your your big goal is to get to Dead End did that. I did not get the items. Um, yeah, apparently that affects your ending. Also, yeah, but, after you do the, uh, yeah. do the... Right before you do the uh, summoning ritual at the beginning of the game or whatever, uh, the game asks you to manually enter in 
what is what it is that you're doing this ritual for? And uh, I tried a lot of things that did not work before it responded to money. Yeah, I'm like, um, I got a few of those, like, immortality, power, and peace was surprisingly there. Oh, it is? Yeah. Death I, spent, like, I tried life and luck and stuff, and I don't think any of them worked. Um, and, yeah, I actually got two Dead End Road, and I, I I got the bad ending, and I won't say any more about it, but, yeah, you, you, you also do need to collect um, items from pawn shops. So at the end of each um, segment, you are prompted to go left into a town, and depending on the town, um, there will be a uh, supermarket where you can buy um, food, which helps reduces your your stress level a bit. Um, there's a pharmacy, which is uh, which reduces your stress level a great deal. Like um, with totally no side effects ever, I swear. Right, actually, because that's actually kind of the point. You're trying to reduce the uh, side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, uh, there's a mechanic where you can fuel up your car because um, gas is a factor. You can also get upgrades. Uh, and, ju- and just straight up repair your car if, for example, right. you accidentally ran off the road and hit uh, hit a post or something that doesn't instantly kill you. Yeah, so yeah, that's your main challenge. Um, for all their uh, terror-induced, like, like the... Scare events are just that event. They don't actually do anything to see your gameplay live. Yeah, the scary fit, the the owl that thumps into your windshield, maybe a little bit of damage. The corpse by the side of the road, nothing. The trash can, maybe a little bit of damage. But yeah, mostly you have to worry about uh, oncoming traffic and going off the road and into the cornfield or into a right. heavy post. And there are events that will affect that, like the fog. You know, of, co- of course, there's fog and there is sometimes wind. Sometimes your light will go out, you know, that, that kind of thing. But you're basically trying to not crash is your goal on the road. You know, because um, careening into a car or a post or, or a tunnel wall at high speed will kill you instantly. Yeah, you've suffered a fatal car accident. Restart? Yes. And, yeah, there there's no saving or... Like, any upgrades you buy, they won't be remembered. You know, going back to the review we just did, this is kind of roguish in its design um, with procedural-generated uh, elements and permadeath. You know, it's just, this is a really, really short game. Uh, you know, you could probably blaze through it in about a half an hour. You know what you're doing. That's kind of one of the better ways to do a roguelike game, with a really short playtime so people don't feel like they've... Yeah. missed anything irretrievable if they fail. Right, and um, as far as the upgrades, I went with reduced fuel consumption because, honestly, damage wasn't uh, wasn't enough of a factor. I tried the, um, the turbo boost, and um, what you don't want in this is more speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hell, that would be terrible. I tried it, just to confirm, and yeah, it's fucking terrible. And expensive. So another factor is you have a hundred pounds. Uh, this game was developed in the UK, so you're. That was a thing that threw me off initially because you start off on and I on on quote unquote the wrong side of the road, which is the right side of the road. 
Right. So when I ended up on the other side of the road, I was hit by oncoming traffic. Right. Right away. Well, it, you know, it's kind of revealed on your seat placement. The driver's seat is on the passenger side here. I did notice that after the truck. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was uh, like, oh, yeah, that should have been a hint. Yeah. Uh, a word of warning for those who buy this in, you know, places that have their traffic on the other side. Places that are not the United Kingdom, uh, Japan, and like Australia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, anyway, so you get a hundred pounds, and um, I presume that like you can get more money by going into a dark alley. So that uh, not... apparently there are lottery tickets that you can do that too. Uh, yeah, I never bought the scratch card, so. I'm not sure what the chances of winning are. I imagine not high because it's a scratch ticket. But yeah, it, it varies. Or you know, you can go into like sometimes have dark alleys. Um, yeah, sometimes bad things happen. Like you lose some money, you lose some fuel. Um, one time I did find oh. a can of petrol there. So uh, it was suspected that there was it was going to be used for arson. So uh, sure, why not? Let's see. Uh, the, uh, there is the uh, the pawn shop. That's where you buy the the required items. I'm like, but there are like multiple types of bells. And Do you, you want a good bell or an okay bell? Like, like she doesn't specify what book or what bell or what candle. You just need to buy the three of those. Admittedly, I never had enough cash to buy that because I was more focused on you know just getting to the end and honestly um, this game is not very compelling for a long play session let's just say mm-hmm. um, it, it gets repetitive really quickly uh, yeah, you know to the shock of no one because it's a lot of doing the same thing and oh, okay and um while the road segments are random, and like the item, like items, like the town placements aren't. So the routes that you go down are always going to be the routes you go down. Um, but you have different routes. Oh, and you can also skip towns by going right. Just uh, throw that. You up. don't don't want to take a chance to get the stuff you need. Yeah. But I guess maybe you spend less gas that way. There's, uh, I'm like, no, you don't. But, uh, let's see. Sound design, um, mostly okay. Although the, um, creepy head guy, um, his voice is a very, um, scratchy, lo-fi voice. Yeah, I assume Mm. that was intentional. Yeah, I... Sound like you were synthesized through a Sega Genesis... Yeah, I think I was trying to emulate the style of the time, but here's the thing. I could not understand him, like, 90% of the time. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, it took me a couple seconds to realize that it was talking. Yeah. And by that point, I'd missed enough that I didn't realize, <laughs> get the message. Yeah, I, I get what they were going for here, but it, it just didn't work because um, I didn't understand. It's like the... just this side of slide whistle speech. Yeah, it... It's like it, it was all just talking intelligible, unintelligible, and not in the um, talking in tongue kind of way. Or, you know. Yeah, he was clearly speaking in English. 
Yeah, you can actually understand him if you listen. Like, uh, the voice will say, I'll eat your soul, or die, or you will never survive. You know, that kind of deal. But, you, you know, you have to pay attention, and you're not really paying attention while you're on the road. So, um, sorry. Well, you, you do have pretty much complete control inside the car. You can, like, turn on and off your lights, although I forgot the button to do that. You can honk the horn. You can turn the radio on. No. Oh, like, and there's no music. That's why you can turn the radio on? Yeah, if you turn the radio on, apparently there are a few tracks that it can play. I never turned the radio on because, you know, guess what? I don't. I didn't think it would add to the atmosphere they were going for. Yeah, again, I saw that that was a control that there was, but I didn't. Oh, I assume if you turn it on, it plays, like, a couple of musics for a bit, and then, like, the scratchy voice thing comes on and swears at you for a while, and then... Or I'm sure that it'll get all atonal and, you know, as yeah. you do with the... Similarly, yeah. I imagine there's some... I was too busy getting the fuck out of like Dodge that. to try and look and see if the radio worked or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I think that's about it. Mm. Um, there's not much to this game, but there doesn't an, have to be. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... It's not a deep experience. Yeah, it's also not an expensive experience. It's about $3.00. Yeah, also, uh, also another way in which it contrasts with the, ga- the game we just reviewed, uh, this game is quite inexpensive and well within the uh, impulse purchase. Of- yeah, like, okay, I'm going to give this the same number as um, Necropolis, but here's the thing. That doesn't mean this game is the same as Necropolis. You know, it, it, it's not one game versus another that, like, these are very different games doing very different things. You know, but, uh, you know, it, it's like I would rate this a six. It was a it was a pretty all right experience. Nothing I would really go out of my way to purchase, but you know what? If you just want to play this thing to try it, it's three fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this no. is extremely not my kind of game. It's still within the realm that I would not regret having paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's literally a tenth of Necropolis. So, yeah. if you yeah, don't... It's, it's, it's a different kind of game. Also, I think this is a more novel kind of game, even mm-hmm. though it's kind of old. It's, uh... Oh. It's well, trying an old for something. style. Yeah. yeah, it's an old... It's, it's in the style of an older game, but... Mm-hmm. My, my point is, this, this is like the price of a fucking candy bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or go your um, Starbucks for one day and you can get this game. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're, you're, this is this is impulse price right here. Like, even if you utterly fucking hate the game, oh, you spent, you're out $3. Yeah. And yeah, that that does tie into how long it is. You can play this, I'd say, um, maybe about 30 to 90 minutes on average you'd be playing this game for. I mean, that's kind of what I did because, you know, like I said, it's not a very long experience and it's not a very deep experience, but, um, now, it's... It does have have alternate endings. Yes. But, you know, I, I just don't see somebody completing this game and going right into it. I'm sure there's some people who would do that, but 
like I said, it gets gratingly repetitive um, pretty fast. And, you know, in spite of the, like, in spite of the randomness, there's just not a lot of content here, which is kind of the point. Now, I I don't think we asked this in the interview, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was actually a like a jam game originally. Now, it expanded. Mm-hmm. I know Illuminaski was, but anyway, so yeah, um, Dead End Road. I'd recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know. It's not the, it's not Silent Hill Two or anything that fancy, but it's a pretty decent horror romp at you know at a very affordable price. So, um, go ahead and buy it off of uh, either Steam or uh, Itchigo or Itch.io. And um, uh, final thoughts from yeah, I'm never sure how you're supposed to say that. Yeah, I'm like. Anyway, um, final thoughts from you guys on uh, Dead End Road. It's an interesting experience to look at. Yeah, I won't say I enjoyed it, because I don't enjoy this kind of game, but it was interesting. Okay. Right. Keep in mind, interesting can be a euphemism for, you know, terrible. Mm-hmm. It, it's an it's an it's it is in this case a euphemism for I really really don't like horror games or being scared. Yeah. But the way that this one presented it was kind of engaging, and the way that it was doing was it was at least doing something that I hadn't really seen before. So it's not like yeah. oh you're walking through a haunted house and suddenly a guy with a machete jumps through the wall. I will say some of the horror elements were more annoying than um, scary. Especially the ones that stopped the flow of driving. Like, but, um, yeah, that'll about do it for Dead End Road. And that'll about do it for uh, this review session. Um, Let's see. Okay, first of all, um, MSP is slated to come back this week. Um, You know, Max said he, he, you know, he was taking care of some... um, office cleaning or something like that last... Oh, man. And, you know, he said... Uh, no. Um, he'll he'll talk more about it on Wednesday, I'm sure. Al- along with, you know, Ghostbusters and... Oh, the crow he was going to eat for this. Dare I ask? Um, he really loved it. Oh. Yeah. I never really was that interested in Ghostbusters, so... Yeah, he was really sure that it was going to not be good, and then I guess he thought it was good, so... Yeah, well... Anyway, um, so coming up on Fragments of Silicon this week, um, on Tuesday we have Audrey Le Prince of the Game Bakers. Uh, they just made a game called Fury. Um, it, this game is something else. Hi, welcome to the 80s. We um, missed you. Is it pronounced Fury? Is that, uh, did you check? I'm like, I'm presuming it's pronounced Fury. I didn't know if it, like, yelled the title at you when you started it up or whatever. I'm not sure if there's a... You're probably right. It's just my my instinct is to pronounce it as Fury because it's spelled F-U-R-I. But... Yeah, I'm pretty... Are the Game Bakers French, or...? Yes, they are French. Then, yeah, it's probably Fury. We'll confirm that with them on Tuesday. Um, Yes. 
yeah, uh, I'm like, yeah, and we'll talk more about how uh, Fury. I, I'm going to keep pronouncing it that way until we get a um, correct. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just checking. Um, and this time, uh, Petty Fan, why don't you tell us what's happening on Wednesday? Okay, Wednesday. I actually lined up the interview this time. It is with Brian Del Rizzo, and let me find his last name. Um, I have it right here. It's Tom Peterson. Yeah, Tom Peterson of NVIDIA. We're going to be talking about their new um, Pascal series of graphics cards, and possibly the 1060 if if the NDA is lifted. Yeah, so... I when it comes to hard when it comes to graphic cards and hardware, I'm out of my depth here. So yeah. Petty Fan's this, taking the um, lead chair, and we'll see how he does. Yeah, I'll either be thrown to the wolves or I'll be asked to do this again. Well, I'm like, I, like I said, I'm legitimately kind of uh, clueless here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is my wheelhouse. So I'm trusting that you you will be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even already said. He's the one the that knows about the sticks that you. He's the one that knows about the sticks that you plug into the boxes that makes them go beep beep and then show up fancy pictures. Kind of, but but not really. Hmm. It's like graphic cards aren't the same as um you know CPUs or. Yeah. You no. Know. I I was simplifying it based on for yes. the people in the audience who don't understand it, including myself. Yeah, and I know you. I know enough that you're oversimplifying. Yeah. yeah. And basically, this is just uh, an experiment, basically. Yeah. Also, a reminder, Tuesday is going to be Ogre's last show for at least two months because well, he's getting extensive mouth surgery and he's not going to be able to talk for a while. I, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I guess we could have him around, but, you know, he he wouldn't be able to do anything, so. Listening to him mumble at the microphone would be funny and sad at the same time. And you're welcome. And you're welcome back anytime, Ogre, but uh, yeah. if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, physically comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, we're, we will, um, next Sunday, we'll, we'll see about having Twilight Winter uh, joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But, um, and uh, uh, that's about it for scheduling for the week. So until Tuesday, I wish you good gaming.